Now, the EU head is calling for throwing out the Nuremberg Code. A coroner is reporting on a mass uptick in blood clot-related deaths, the likes of which he hasn't seen for the past 14 years. And as COVID restrictions get crazier and crazier, at this point, I think it's safe to say the world's citizens are being held hostage. Welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host for this show. Please remember, if you like the podcast, to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, anywhere you can find a podcast. And also follow me on Locals, savsays.locals.com and savsaysofficial.com. I am starting the show off with, of course, all of the other places you can find me because we're going to be talking about a lot of off-limits topics tonight. Very important nonetheless, but things that YouTube does not like us to discuss. So let's go ahead and jump straight in with a picture that perfectly encapsulates what we are all currently living through. Now, we have two beautiful women here, and on the right, you have a woman in a mask saying, I comply because I want it to end. And the woman on the right says, it's because you comply that it will never end. Now, I wanted to start the show off with this image because it shows the contrast of the two different types of people in society today and the reason why we are still currently living through this madness and this nonsense. Because people keep complying, thinking that complying with the mandates, complying with the vaccine, complying with what the government tells them to do is ultimately going to get them out of this situation. But we've been in this for two years already at this point, going on another third year. If we keep complying, we are never going to get out of this until that portion of society wakes up. Unfortunately, they haven't yet. And we are now seeing places such as New Zealand and Australia, Austria go in go into even greater lockdowns. It's genuinely terrifying to see. Now, we're going to start off the show with a clip from New Zealand's prime minister, because she basically came out and admitted the truth that the vaccination program is never going to end. Let's listen. So long as there's people who are eligible who haven't been vaccinated, we've got work to do. You know, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied so long as there's someone who's choose, you know, who who is eligible and hasn't been. And that's why I've said this, there's not going to be an end point to this vaccination program. Uh, once we've, obviously, we're rolling out boosters now, so we've got a, another you know, wave of people that we need to make sure that we're protecting again. So um, those who were vaccinated six months ago, we really need them to come back or we need to go to them. So the point in this video that I want us to focus on specifically is her quote where she says, there's not going to be an end point to this vaccination program. I'm glad that all of these elites and this prime minister of New Zealand is finally telling the truth about the end point of this. There is no end point. And that's what happens when you comply with these completely insane people. So that's New Zealand. Let's go ahead and jump over to America and see what's going on over here. Maybe things are better. Mm, doesn't seem to be so if you live in New York City, that is. Blindsided, fury in New York City as de Blasio gives firms just three weeks to get vaccinated. Mayor Bill de Blasio spring a COVID-19 vaccine mandate on all private businesses in New York City on Monday, drawing immediate rebuke from trade groups, New York office workers, and some fellow elected officials who said the backbone of the Big Apple was blindsided by the stunning move. De Blasio, whose 
mayorality ends at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve, labeled making vaccines compulsory for private businesses a preemptive strike against an expected surge in COVID infections this winter and the emergence of the Omicron variant, which we'll be getting into as well. Because remember, that originally started in South Africa, and then all of the doctors over there were like, yeah, it's chill. People really aren't having that bad of a side effect. And also, it originated from the vaccinated. And then everyone condemned South Africa and was like, no, you be quiet now. We are trying to fearmonger and scare people into subservience. So please stop talking. Well, more information has come out from South Africa that we'll be getting into later that you're going to want to hear. So make sure you stay tuned for that. So that's New Zealand. That's New York City, which I don't even want to own as a part of America because it's like California. They're just gross places that just need to be their own. You know, just stay on the East and West Coast. Middle America doesn't own you. Any Anyone in America with common sense doesn't own California or New York. Unfortunately, they're a part of, you know, the United States. But here we are. Uh, let's check in internationally as well on Austria. Now, Austria, to the unvaccinated, uh, is saying they will be formally asked to get vaccinated starting February 15th. Those who fail to comply one month later will face penalties draft law penalties for non-compliance 600 euros every three months maximum penalty 3600 euros failure to pay will result result in substitute prison sentences and i forgot to bring this up as well uh, let me see if i can find it on the fly here uh, but basically i believe it was a man in the uk he actually committed suicide and shot his wife and children because it was found out that he forged his uh, vaccine yeah, the vaccine card for his wife. And he was scared that the government was going to come and take him to prison and take his children away. So he kills himself and his whole family because that's what these mandates and the government holding people hostage is leading people to do. So if you think it's extreme that I'm saying that the world's citizens are essentially being held hostage, go look up the definition of what a hostage is. It is somebody who is held essentially as a prisoner until a certain aspect is fulfilled or a requirement is fulfilled. Look at the world's citizens right now. Look at the fact that people have been fired from their jobs for having the audacity to stand up for their bodily autonomy. Here in America, supposedly the land of the free, and we have made a lot of big moves in our country to push back against this. We'll be getting into that as well. It's not all doom and gloom, but that's here in America. Internationally, it is not looking so good. So uh, that's that's what's currently going on in Austria. Uh, let's take a peek at Israel. Their Ministry of Health announced today that it will soon approve the fourth vaccine shot. It will mean that all those with three shots who don't get the fourth shot will have their COVID passes revoked, as happened to those with two shots. So there you guys go. That's what's currently happening in Israel. We said that, okay, well, when the vaccine comes forward and we have that for society, then we can start getting back to normal. You can take those face masks off. Don't worry about social distancing so much because the vaccine, per CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, would stop you from catching or spreading COVID. But then it was like, oh, well, actually, did we say that the vaccine was going to do that? We actually meant the vaccine plus a booster. But, you know, three shots cool. Let's agree. Let's just be super safe. Just kidding. Now it's four. Remember how they were giving jelly beans out to people? Uh, I can't remember which country it was, potentially New Zealand. They were giving out one jelly bean to people who got vaccinated. And I made the joke that they could only give out one jelly bean because by the end of the year, the amount of booster shots that people were going to get 
would equate to one full bag of jelly beans. Yet look to Israel as to what is coming to a country near you. Very, very sad to see that they continue to go down this path of insanity. And Israel, remember, one of the most highly vaccinated countries in the world has breakthrough COVID cases. They're fearful of Omicron. They're fearful of all of these variants. And now their people are being injected with a, another booster shot. Their passes are being revoked. And just like the Prime Minister of New Zealand said, there is no end in sight for these programs, if we're being honest. Uh, let's, again, check in on the UK because people are still being arrested over there for not wearing face masks. Remember a time in society when you could go outside with your bare face, your naked face and breathe raw air. And that was just kind of your, your basic human right to do. Uh, well, now let's take a peek at the UK. And, you know, we saw this over various countries, even here in the US at what's still going on if you have the audacity to breathe fresh air. I'm not exempt. I'm, right. I'm exempt, so I don't need a mask. So, you're me so mind your business, yeah? Okay. Mind your business. You don't need to ask me I'm if I'm exempt. It's your attitude. No, you don't need to ask me. It's, it's not your business. What I'm going to do with you now, yeah? I'm going to ask you why you're exempt. In, in terms you don't of, need to worry. It's my medical right. history. I'm not asking your medical history. So don't worry. No, you won't. No, you won't. I'll be going. No, you won't. You don't even have your mask on properly. Look at this guy. He's got his nose out and he's trying to tell me to wear a mask right. holding a subway when I'm exempt for right. asthma. So right. mind your business. Listen to me. And let me go on my journey. Okay, we're two videos into the show so far and my blood is already starting to boil. When I see videos like this, and thank God I haven't seen this happen in real life, because best believe I would be right next to that individual, this gentleman, this man who is standing up for his basic right to breathe, and I would be pushing back as well because this is absolutely ridiculous to see. And again, two years into this and we are still seeing these draconian measures being pushed on people? Are you freaking kidding me? And if you think the UK is bad, if you think Israel is bad, Australia 100% takes the cake because they're locking people up in camps right now because maybe they got too close to somebody who may have had COVID. Guess what? Now you got to get locked up for two weeks and the Australian government and media is trying to frame it as a, a Disneyland vacation where you get to go have fun in the sun, you get to tan. It's a good old grand time. The government's just going to, you know, put you in a two-week staycation. Super cool for everyone. A lot of hot girls there just posing for Instagram. Who wouldn't want to go? Well, remember that we reported that three teenagers tried to escape, and then they were, they were called... Um, not felons, I can't remember the word off the top of my head right now, but again, going back to the main theme of how people are being held hostage, that's essentially what it was. It's like they were being held hostage. They were fugitives, that's the word. They were called fugitives for trying to escape the voluntary camps in Australia, not so voluntary. And it's not just the camps that are bad. We'll be watching a video about what is happening to people in said camps. Uh, but first off, um, unvaccinated people in Queensland are being denied access to life-saving surgery. Uh, let's watch that video. Of course, a bitter pill to swallow this morning for the unvaccinated. Queenslanders needing life-saving surgery. It's been revealed that patients will be denied that procedure unless they're fully vaccinated. Many say they're not anti-vax, they're just fearful of the side effects. That policy won't be re-evaluated until February next year. 
February next year. So if you have a life-saving surgery that you need now, well, hopefully you can hold off until February until they keep extending that out. And if that seems like a shocking headline, that's already happened here in America. Remember all of the people who have needed organ transplants here who have been denied because they refused to get vaccinated and then they did get vaccinated and then they ended up having a blood clot or something and then they died from that. We've gone over several stories like this. So that's not even something that's central just to Australia. That's already been happening over here in America, sadly. Now, let's get into those camps that Australians are currently being put in, because luckily here in the U.S., we haven't reached that point just yet. We are on course to reach that, but we're not there just yet. Let's take a peek at these luxurious camps that are supposed to be a vacation per the Australian government. Let's see the reality of what is actually going on. It's an official warning that you have to stand above and obey the rules all you get, yeah? And that's, we have to go to the rules again. I don't care. So am I allowed to go to the laundry? You're allowed to go to the laundry, but you've got to wear a mask, yeah? Yeah, righto. Yeah. And you definitely can't go up the fencing right. But you're allowed to go to the laundry, yeah? That's always been the case, yeah? Right, so if I was sitting just here, which is right near the fence, why are these guys in a cabin that's right near the fence? It makes no sense, does it? Yeah, but you can't leave your balcony to go to the fence to talk to somebody else. So if I was yeah, that balcony. So always, there has to be lines everywhere drawn, yeah? And one of the lines is you cannot leave a balcony and you cannot go to someone else. Where it makes no sense, where it doesn't seem right to you, that is the line, and that's what the law is, yeah? And that's how it goes, yeah? The law. For the show direction. There's a law that says that. direction, yeah? There's a show direction, yeah? And how the behavior must be done, especially in this area, because it's much more highly infectious, and likely to be infected, yeah? Highly infectious when all of us people are negative. So far, the risk is still very high, yeah? Mm. Just while you're here, can we just do that? Otherwise, the next time it's a $5,000 fine. We don't want to do it. It's a $5,000 fine if what? Fine. If, if, if you breach again. If, if I walk out onto that path. Without your mask on, for with, no reason other than the rule. If I cross that yellow line, that I've broken the rule, I will be issued with a $5,000 fine. That's correct. Right. Okay, I'm going to make a joke right now or else I'm just going to get pissed off. But this man straight up looks like demonic Donald Duck. He has his N95 mask. He just looks like a straight up retard. He's in a full plastic bag outside wearing an N95 mask in the daylight, sun, fresh air all around him at this camp where people are being, again, held hostage. And he's threatening this woman with a fine for having the audacity to walk five feet away from where she's currently sitting. What in the actual hell is going on in our world? where this is happening people are being put in camps against their will and we're just all watching it happen like yeah that's just normal life now that's our new normal this is accepted it is so frustrating to me and baffling to watch these videos and i've talked to so many australians and i've asked many a time when you see this happening why don't you all get pissed off and you know power in numbers push back and break out of that camp and it's because it has been ingrained in them since they were kids since they were young it's in their culture that their rights are government given which is why i continue to hammer it home to everybody here in america that our rights are god given and that the government has no damn say when you can or cannot breathe freely if you want to wear a mask if you want to get vaccinated that is your right to do so but if you don't want to wear a mask and you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your even greater right to do so. So shame on this man, shame on anybody in Australia who isn't complicit or is 
a part of this at all. It's absolutely disgusting to see. And I hope that Americans refuse to allow this to come to our country. I have seen some people speculating that there are already camps here in America. I don't know. I haven't seen anything yet. Maybe I need to do more research. But from what I'm seeing in Australia, I believe, I don't want to say in Canada, they were also building them as well. But I know in a couple of other countries, they started doing this. I know in Canada, they make you quarantine in a hotel. Once you traveled and they make you pay for it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, I hate even reporting on this because it's pointless. It's so stupid. I've never lived through a more stupid time in my life. We're scared of the air. At the end of the day, from the most common sense, and like, let me lay this out in layman's terms here, we are scared of the air. That is what this is. It's about power and control. It is about the government coming in and telling you what you can and cannot do. And it's about the mass brainwashing and re-education of our entire society. Now, everybody listening to this show already knows this. So it's kind of like I'm preaching to the choir here. But my heart hurts and my heart is sad for my Americans who may not understand this and who may just say, okay, well, I'm just listening to the government because ever since I was young, ever since I was in school, I was taught to obey authority. I was taught to sit down and just listen to what my teacher said, listen to what my higher up said, listen to authority in any situation. And because we raise people in that type of culture, which is why as I get older, the more research I do into why so many people are so easy to accept certain things, I realize it does always go back to our education system. That is why we're living through a time right now where we do have grown ass adults in America who are still double masking, listening to Dr. Fauci, getting ready for their fourth booster shot or subjecting their children to essentially a human experiment. And for what? Let me show you what. More news of Omicron from South Africa. Initial data from a major hospital complex in South Africa's Omicron epicenter shows that while COVID cases, COVID case numbers have surged, patients need less medical intervention. And that is from Bloomberg, but it gets even better than that. Coronavirus Dr. Angelique Cotez, head of South African Medical Association, says none of the patients who have tested positive with Omicron variant have felt the need for oxygen support so far. So everything that is coming out of South Africa, the epicenter of this outbreak, you know, whenever the original coronavirus broke out of Wuhan, China. We were all focused in on that. We don't seem to be focused in on South Africa very much, are we? And I wonder why that is. And I was thinking about this too, how disgusting it is that we have members of our media, and I forgot to even report on this, that uh, Chris Cuomo of CNN has been fired for being an absolutely abhorrent and fake journalist. And Don Lemon has also been found out to have been texting with Jesse Smollett to help him try to get ahead of the fact that authorities thought that he was faking his hate crime. We'll be getting into that as well a little bit later because new revelations have come out about that one. Jeez, that guy needs to get his life together. Anyway, so we're seeing all of these fake anchors get exposed here. But the fact that we have media members who willingly and knowingly understand what's going on with this and choose to focus in on the scary numbers that are going to keep people living in fear and keep them inside and keep them locked up, I mean, that's the stark difference between, and I'm just going to give you guys the most basic example of like Fox News vs. Uh, versus CNN, right? 
Fox News, they'll have Rand Paul on who will say, hey, go live your life normally. These are the statistics. This is what's happening. This is the reality of what we're all living through. And then you look at CNN, who's like, oh, oh, no, like one more case just just got added to the ticker. Another one just got added. We're all going down, guys. I can see the coronavirus is in the air. Your children are next to go. Make sure that you get your fifth booster. If you don't, your brain could melt because the COVIDs will get in there and they'll eat you alive. That's essentially CNN. It's really sad to see that these people legitimately have no souls because you really would have to be soulless to get up in front of millions of people and scare the shit out of them. It's a rude thing to do. Point blank, it is. It's not even rude, it's evil. And I'm glad all of these anchors are being exposed for how malicious and disgusting they truly are. But think about the fact that there are Americans who, again, going back to my original rant on the education system, we're taught their whole entire lives to listen to the authority on the TV. Oh, they're on TV. They must know what they're talking about. Everything that they say must be the truth. Oh, the government? Well, I was taught that the government always cares about us, and the government makes the laws, and the government can put us in jail, so we have to listen to the government all the time. These same people are being so misled, and they're so scared now of Omicron because CNN will, will not report on the fact that the people who are getting this, the vaccinated, by the way, because remember that it was a vaccinated person who got Omicron in South Africa. It was a vaccinated person who brought it to California. And it has only been vaccinated people who have spread it throughout various other countries. And it has gotten into other countries where only vaccinated people are allowed to travel in and out of. But we're not going to see that reported in the mainstream media. And if you have the audacity to report that on social media, like myself, you risk getting deleted. But I guess that's the risk that we're going to take because telling the truth is more important than making money or selling your soul to the devil. I realized that pretty early on. Now let's talk about the Nuremberg Code because that's something very important, something that has been on the tip of everyone's tongue since these unconstitutional mandates have been pushed. Uh, per the post-millennial, shocking in the wake of Austria's drastic lockdown of unvaccinated people, EU chief calls for throwing out the Nuremberg Code. Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Commission, told the press on Wednesday that she believes it to be both understandable and appropriate for EU member nations to consider, consider mandatory vaccinations. At the Brussels press conference, she addressed the issue of mandatory vaccinations, saying the matter needs discussion. This needs a common approach, but it is a discussion that I think has to be had. It was after this that von der Leyen made her remarks, leading some to say that she's in favor of scrapping provisions in the Nuremberg Code. And remember that the Nuremberg Code has 10 conditions under which physicians must conform when carrying out experiments on human subjects. These include that the human subject must give voluntary consent. The code states that this consent must be without undue force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreach, or other ulterior form or constraint or coercion. A second condition is that the experimentation must be good for society and not random or unnecessary in nature. Now, it seems that we've already scrapped the Nuremberg Code if we just look at what's been going on for the past two years. Uh, but again, the fact that we have New Zealand's prime minister, the head of the EU, coming out and just basically saying, hey, you know, just scrap it. It's not really that big of a deal. They are so bold now to tell us the truth because they don't even have to hide it anymore. Because for two years, people have said, okay, it's just a face mask. Okay, it's just six feet. Okay, it's just not seeing my family member. 
Okay, it's just being denied a life-saving surgery. Okay, it's just the destruction of the economy. Okay, it's just a second face mask. Okay, it's just a vaccine. Okay, it's just the second vaccine. Okay, it's just the third vaccine. And that's why we are now seeing them call to completely disregard the Nuremberg Code because there is never going to be an end in sight for this. And just for those of you who may not be familiar with what it is, um, it was created because of the Nazis experimenting on the Jews back in World War II. And these are the Nuremberg Code directives for human experimentation. Number one, the voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. Number two, the experiment should be such as to yield fruitful results for the good of society. Number three, the experiment should be so designed and based on the results of animal experimentation. Four, the experiment should be conducted as to avoid all unnecessary physical and mental suffering and injury. We're only four in and I'm already like, okay, we've already completely disregarded as a society, the first four. Let's keep going. Five, no experiment should be conducted where there is a prior reason to believe that death or disabling injury will occur. Six, the degree of risk to be taken should never exceed that determined by the humanitarian importance of the problem. And you guys can go on and read these uh, for yourselves, but basically we've gotten one through six here, and those have already been completely disregarded in more than one way. And I'm glad I pulled this video because as you guys can see, if you're not a podcast listener, the video has already been deleted and we're going to show you why right here and right now. Now, why is the head of the EU calling to scrap the Nuremberg Code? Well, if you look at number one, just, you know, it has to be a voluntary thing. Threatening people to, uh, you know, have them lose their jobs or threatening their livelihoods doesn't seem very voluntary. And then also, uh, you know, death not being an underlying condition that seems to be a very important part of the Nuremberg Code. That doesn't really seem to be adhered to lately. Now, this is a coroner from the UK who has been working in this industry for well over a decade, who has been reporting on an uptick in blood clot-related deaths that he's never seen in his entire career. Like I just showed you on Instagram, that video has since been deleted. I'm glad I grabbed it and I will put it on my locals, savsays.locals.com. The entire video is seven minutes long, but let's listen to the first minute of this. For those of you who don't know me, my name's John. I'm a funeral director based in Milton Keynes. Um, uh, uh, I run a, a funeral home called Milton Keynes Family Funeral Services. Uh, and a quick search uh, online for that um, will find me and verify who I am. So uh, many of you will know me, um, so I'll just give you an update as to where we are at this time, and it is the 6th of December um, 2021. So what we're seeing is a large number, an unnaturally large number of deaths due to heart attack, stroke, aneurysm, um, and these are all as a direct result of thrombosis, embolisms, um, in the lungs, the legs, various places um, uh, that's causing these deaths. Um, and these are well documented by the local coroners. These are well documented, um, you know, across the country. Nobody seems to be concerned by the alarming rise in them. You know, um, I used to see a blood clot very, very rarely. Um, and now I've seen more this year than I have in the previous 14. So there you guys go. Coroner in the UK says he's seeing more blood clot related deaths in the past year than he has in the past 14. And what did Instagram do with that video? It has since been deleted. It didn't even last the day. That should scare everybody. Why is that information being hidden? Why isn't that on every single 
mainstream media, headline news. Why aren't we seeing that everywhere? Why isn't it being questioned? Why are we continuing to see articles like this one from the Evening Standard? Up to 300,000 people facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress disorder warn physicians. Up to 300,000 people in the UK are facing heart-related illnesses due to post-pandemic stress, apparently. So uh, this doctor that they're interviewing, Mark Rayner, a former senior NHS psychological therapist, says PPSD is a very real problem, and that's what they're calling post-pandemic stress disorder. He said it's a very real problem on a massive scale, as well as the condition itself with all of its immediate problems. One of the biggest collateral issues is the effect it can have on heart health. It is widely recognized that reducing stress and mental health problems is crucial to the prevention and recovery of cardiovascular events such as heart attacks and strokes. We're talking about as many as 300,000 new patients with heart issues. Mr. Rayner warned that without at least doubling the current funding, the NHS will not be able to tackle the trauma time bomb, which could have the potential potentially fatal consequences for those suffering long term. Meanwhile, Tahir Hussein, a senior vascular surgeon, said he has seen a significant rise in cases where he works. He said, I've seen a big increase in thrombotic related vascular conditions in my practice. Far younger patients are being admitted and requiring surgical and medical intervention than prior to the pandemic. Now, is there any mention of another variable that could be affecting people's hearts in this article at all? Or is it just all being related to stress? Are we going to continue to see articles about how heart attacks are on the rise because of weed? Heart attacks are on the rise because of climate change. Heart attacks are on the rise because of poor diet. We've never seen so many heart attacks and heart-related issues as we've seen in the past year. But it's just because of the, the shutdown, guys. It's just because of bad diets. There's nothing else to be added. And like that coroner tried to bring up, well, yeah, this is an uptick I haven't seen my 14 years in this profession, but nobody is going to investigate it. None of these articles are going to investigate it. None of these news media outlets are going to investigate it. It's going to be chopped up to, uh, you know, climate change, bad air, maybe ate too much bacon, and that's it. Because the media doesn't exist, journalism doesn't exist, and a government that cares about its people and their health, I don't know if they've ever really existed, but I don't need, I don't know what more confirmation you need other than that. Now, people see that this is going on and they understand it. And over the weekend, Austria, every single major city in Austria was overtaken by protesters. And if you are watching on YouTube, you guys can see this mass wave of protesters who are pushing back in Austria as, again, all of the unvaccinated are required to get vaccinated by February or face fines or imprisonment. That's just baffling to me that somebody could go to prison for not getting a vaccine. That doesn't work. What the hell is going on? But of course, let's bring it back home here to America. Joe Biden says, get your booster shot, folks. Come on, man, just get your booster shot. Because it, it, it works, it's good for you, and we have to save the country. Okay, Joe, shut the hell up. I don't know who runs Joe Biden's Twitter account, because I know damn well he didn't write that tweet himself. Man can't even read off a teleprompter. You think that he can work Twitter? He probably doesn't even know what Twitter is. If I ran into Joe Biden on the street, I'd be like, Joe Biden, do you know what Twitter is? And he'd be like, uh, what? Where am I? Are you Joe Biden? No, Joe. Do you know who you are? 
Do you know that you're supposed to be running an entire country? <laughs> you don't? Well, that's good for all of our adversaries like China and Russia that are continuing to grow in strength. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, but anyways, Joe Biden says to get boosted because we are living through a very deadly time in which the vaccinated are catching Omicron and all these other variants and spreading them and, you know, being hospitalized for it. Like this cruise ship that, uh, you know, had to dock in Louisiana because the there was a huge outbreak of COVID on the cruise ship. And uh, for the record, this is per Axios. Norwegian, that's the cruise line where this outbreak happened, requires all passengers and crew to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Louisiana health authorities said a suspected Omicron case was one of the 17 confirmed COVID-19 infections among the passengers and crew of a Norwegian cruise line ship that returned to New Orleans on Sunday. So the vaccine is so safe and effective that everybody aboard a vaccinated ship got infected with COVID. But for some reason, our Surgeon General is still trying to show us and tell us how to adhere to all of these, these protocols and standards so that we can live a healthy life. And even if you have been adhering to the six feet of social distance, you know, hugging your grandma via 10 plastic bags that you guys hung up so you could touch her uh, and not put your COVIDs on her because Dr. Fauci scared the crap out of all of you for the past two years, uh, you know, even if you've been following all of that, Keep following it, because even though it didn't work for the past two years, maybe it could work. <laughs> Probably not, but just keep following it. This is what our U.S. Surgeon General had to say. Uh, but if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks mm -hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experienced this past Thanksgiving. Okay. So let me just reread his exact quote so we can all understand the retardation levels that we just experienced. You know, there's a line <clears throat> from Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder when he was playing a black man. And he said, never go full retard. I think that our Surgeon General just did. He said, <clears throat> again, and I quote, if you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather. You gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk could be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. So you have to get vaccinated, boosted, tested, be in a well-ventilated space and use a face mask and maybe your risk can be low. Now, there's another thing <clears throat> and this is free, which is why, you know, Big Pharma is not pushing it. Uh, but there's another thing that can help you against COVID-19 and it's really effective too. It's called your natural immunity. And I got COVID and I got over it. And since then, I've never felt better. And my chances of catching COVID, because I now have natural immunity, per the Pfizer scientist that Project Veritas caught on a, uh, you know, hot mic on a secret camera saying, your natural immunity is better than the vaccination. Yeah. But our Surgeon General doesn't want you to know that. Dr. Fauci doesn't want you to know that. Joe Biden doesn't want you to know that. Big Pharma executives don't want you to know that because they're raking in the billions, baby. All off of your back. I mean, how are they going to keep on having the amazing and historic quarters they've had if they can't keep pushing more and more boosters? Come on, guys. I mean, this is, this is Big Pharma's time to shine. This is their, their peak. They'll never get more rich and they'll never have a better time to capitalize on everybody's fear than they do now.
and all of the you know, members of Congress who might have stock in Pfizer or any of these other different companies, they're getting rich too. And we should all be celebrating that we are able to enrich all of these billionaires as we suffer. We really should. And it's not just the vaccination and these boosters and all of this BS that's making life a living nightmare for Americans and people worldwide. Apparently, there's new Omicron travel requirements that, again, Joe Biden and his fake administration put into play. And um, this is what trying to travel into the U.S. is like. Sandra, hello to you from the International Arrivals Hall. Just got a flight in from Abu Dhabi. You know, there have been no disasters, but talking to just different people here, it's, it's been a pain. This new test requirement is 24 hours or you don't fly. That's correct. I, and I didn't have, I had a test, but the test didn't get the email to me in time so I could make the airline. So I had to wait a whole nother day. Just your whole opinion of this, of this new regulation. It's a nightmare. It, it needs to be implemented, but not the way we're implementing it. There's no way it's fair. It's not fair to the industries and the people that get inconvenienced by it. It's horrible. I mean, you have no idea. You get a test and you'd be positive and in an hour you get a little negative test. So the testing places aren't even sufficient. And then you pay for the tests. I paid for four tests while I was over there. Four tests. Yeah. And That's... two people, two companies never got them to me in time. So I had to wait another day. Had to stay at a hotel another day. Had to take a taxi cab another day. Had to do all kinds of things. And my airline, thank God, they adjusted the fare and they did not charge me more. Yeah. I appreciate that perspective, sir. Thank you very Thank God Joe Biden implemented more travel restrictions to make everybody more safe. By the way, our uh, border's still wide open. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about that, guys. Don't forget about that. So that's how one side of America is still living. And unfortunately, how a portion of a huge portion of the world is being held hostage. But there is a larger subset of America, too, who's like, yeah, F that. We're not doing this. This is ridiculous. Uh, Rand Paul has led the charge against Dr. Fauci and, you know, getting back to normal and living your normal life. He was recently on a news interview, and, and this is what he had to say. People who have been vaccinated or people who have gotten the disease naturally do have a semblance of protection and should feel comfortable going about their daily lives. Let's not live in fear because Dr. Fauci is, pro is promulgating things that are unscientific just to scare you. If you've been vaccinated or if you've had the disease, live your life and ignore this man. And let's hope he can be gone as soon as possible. I love the end of that video. It's hilarious. But uh, I'm glad that we have Rand Paul out here encouraging people to get back to normal, to not be afraid of Dr. Fauci and to ignore him because he's a straight up psychopath at this point. Like there's no other word to use to describe him. That is what he is. And he has a very sordid history of leading people astray medically. Look at how he handled AIDS in this country. For some reason, we're still listening to him. But like I said, it's not all doom and gloom. Breaking, one of Florida's biggest hospital system has ended all vaccine mandates. Advent Health will no longer require its 83,000 employees to be vaccinated against COVID. Shout out to Florida. Jeff, a Florida doctor, this is from Ron DeSantis. Uh, he says, a doctor... <clears throat> 
that he met in Brandon at the special sessions bill signing was suspended from his job due to Biden's mandate. He's now been reinstated due to our efforts to stop this heavy-handed federal mandate. Freedom has a home here in Florida. So big ups to Ron DeSantis for pushing back against Joe Biden and his corrupt administration and helping people get back on track. On top of that, per Politico, judge blocks Biden's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. The ruling came in response to a lawsuit from several contractors and seven states. A federal judge on Tuesday blocked President Joe Biden's administration from enforcing a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for employees of federal contractors, the latest in a string of victories for Republican-led states pushing back against Biden's pandemic policies. U.S. District Court Judge R. Stan Baker in Augusta, Georgia, issued a state to bar enforcement of the mandate nationwide. So we absolutely love to see it. We are seeing big waves and big pushback against these unconstitutional mandates. So hold the line, hold your ground. Um, also remember that if you do need help and you have been affected by these unconstitutional mandates, if your business was shut down, if you've been fired, remember you can go to give, send, go dot com forward slash offensive elijah and i are still either raising money or helping families uh, you know go uh, go to that link that i just said and if you need help if you you know need to get through christmas and you have been targeted by the government and all of this nonsense go and send an email uh, via the information that's given and we will try to help you out there now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about other news outside of COVID, like the Ghislaine Maxwell trial that is still currently going on. Many horrific details continue to emerge, and this detail that came out today made my stomach churn. It's disgusting, but it needs to be said. It needs to be reported on. Uh, per Jack Posobiec, Epstein victim testifies that when she was 14, Ghislaine Maxwell took photos of her while engaged in sexual intercourse with Jeffrey Epstein. That's absolutely disgusting and horrific. And ugh, names need to be dropped. These people need to be held accountable. Everybody who was involved with this needs to be brought to justice. Death penalty to pedophiles. Per The Sun. Love to brag, Ghislaine Maxwell boasted about performing sex act on George Clooney. Ghislaine Maxwell boasted about performing an alleged sex act on George Clooney and giggled like a schoolgirl. Virginia Guffrey has claimed the sensational claims were made in the manuscript of a book by Jeffrey, a victim of alleged abuse carried out by Maxwell and pedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein that was unsealed along with other court documents by a New York judge last week. So a lot of big names being dropped in this case, like George Clooney. Uh, we also have a former pilot for Epstein has said the Duke of York flew on at least three flights with Epstein and his alleged sex slave, Virginia Roberts, in 2001. The Buckingham Palace has strenuously denied this. Time to stop protecting the Duke royal family. And this tweet comes from the Maxwell trial tracker. Follow them on Twitter at tracker trial to follow what's been going on with this case. Again, from that account, remember that Bill Clinton was accused of sexually assaulting four teenagers who worked for Epstein associate Ron Burkle. And you guys can go and read that actual article from nzherald.co.nz. Bill Clinton is accused of sexual assault by four women. Also, don't forget that it was alleged that Bill Clinton rode on the Lolita Express, Jeffrey Epstein's plane, upwards of 26 times. Let's keep going. Alec Baldwin, another big name drop in this case. He's listed on page four in Epstein's Black Book. Speaking of Alec Baldwin, he and his wife deleted their Twitter account days after the uh, Rust 
shooting sit down that he did with George Stephanopoulos, where, you know, Alec is like, I didn't pull the trigger. I'm innocent, blah, blah, blah. He's such a piece of crap, man. And uh, it makes sense, you know, with his reaction to killing a woman after he pulled the trigger to a gun and didn't practice basic gun safety, that he would be in Epstein's little black book makes a lot of sense. And many of us are questioning as well, how did we get to this point where this was covered up for such a long period of time? Well, per BuzzFeed News, secret CIA files say staffers committed sex crimes involving children. Let me read that again. Secret CIA files, the CIA says, staffers committed sex crimes involving children and... Do you think that anybody was ever held accountable for that? Probably not. I'm just going to venture to say no. Let's read into this a little bit. Declassified CIA Inspector General reports show a pattern of abuse and re repeated decision by federal prosecutors not to hold agency personnel accountable. Over the past 14 years, the CIA has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. So those are our intelligence agencies that are supposed to be protecting children, supposed to be protecting the American citizens. And what are they doing? They're covering up for pedophiles. They're covering up for Jeffrey Epstein. They're covering up for all the Hollywood elites who are currently committing sex acts on children. Pedophiles are running rampant in this country, and we've reached a point where maps and all this inclusive language for pedophiles is becoming the norm and becoming accepted. And why is that? Because no one is ever held accountable. And I pray and I hope that something like accountability or justice comes out of the Maxwell trial. But we all know that Ghislaine is very well connected to many people in our own government, in our intelligence agencies. Everyone is connected at the top there. It's just a disgusting web where it's all interconnected. And that's why we never see justice served. So we'll continue to follow that case and hope and pray as these horrific details continue to emerge of these poor young girls who were taken advantage of and manipulated by Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein. It's just, it's disgusting to even read these articles and these headlines, I hope justice is served. I really do. But looking at who the prosecutor in this case is and the judge in this case is as well, an Obama uh, appointee, and then the prosecutor is James, James Comey's daughter, doesn't look good. Really doesn't look good. Now, the Jesse Smollett case is another high-profile case that is currently going on. Don't forget that this is the same Jesse Smollett who said that men in MAGA hats went and I tried to assault him and put a noose around his neck in the middle of the night in Chicago outside of a subway. Biggest BS story I've ever heard in my freaking life. Immediately, people came out and said this was fake. Even Don Lemon, again, like I said, turns out he was texting Jesse Smollett and was like, yo, the feds know that this is a fake story. Uh, chill. So that's the media. Again, being complicit and helping liars and criminals in our um, in our country. But at, per the New York Post, latest update on this case, Jesse Smollett testifies he and accusers shared drug-fueled nights at a gay bathhouse. Jesse Smollett was defiant that there was no hoax when he took the stand Monday on charges that he staged an anti-gay racist attack on himself in downtown Chicago. And so essentially as well, for those of you who may not be familiar or forgot to the details of this case, uh, these two 
Nigerian brothers said that Jesse Smollett paid them to uh, enact this fake attack on them. And apparently he went to a gay bathhouse with one of these brothers and they masturbated together and watched gay porn together. So this case is disgusting. I'm tired of the, de the degeneracy in our country. And uh, hopefully justice comes out of that too, but unlikely because... Like we've seen time and time again, all of these people are connected. And Kim Fox, who was the, I believe she's the DA in Chicago, again, Soros funded as well, was initially trying to let Jesse Smollett off of these charges and like let him go free. But it is now a federal case and hopefully justice will be served. And Jesse Smollett will be put behind bars because he's a loser. And he tried to frame Trump supporters for some racist anti-gay attack. It's freaking ridiculous. All right, let's jump into Joe Biden real quick and check in on our catastrophe of a president. Now, Queen Josie of All Liberty gave us a really nice outline of Joe Biden's presidency thus far. So let's just quickly, you know, do a, a recap here. Uh, we lost 13 Americans in Kabul, eight cents off of hot dogs for the 4th of July, the border crisis, six dead in Waukesha, giving China power grid access, obliga obligatory vaccines bankrupting America, racist roads, Afghanistan hostage crisis, nuclear-capable hypersonic missiles, dementia, oil reserve draining, and nuclear and Paris deals. Just to give you guys a recap of the atrocities that Joe Biden has committed during his time in office, to be quite honest, just opening his mouth and showing his face on camera being one of those awful things that he's done. But no, truly, like he, again, draining our strategic oil reserves, just straight up lying to the American people, screaming at Americans who try to go and speak to the president and ask him questions. You know, we've had many blue collar workers go up to Joe Biden, ask him about gun grabbing, ask him about, you know, various aspects of his policy. And he's so rude to the average American. And why is that? Because he doesn't care about Americans. And we've seen that with the way that he's led this country. <laughs> It's even funny to pretend that Joe Biden's leading this country. And I never even know how to report on that because it's like we all know that Joe Biden can't even read off a teleprompter. Who's writing the things he's reading? Who's writing his tweets for him and who's actually leading this country? Who knows? All we know is that Biden doesn't know what's going on and everybody hates Kamala Harris and his her staffers continuously keep making an exit from that administration because they're like Kamala is a nightmare. Now, Joe Biden met with Putin, or they had a phone call virtually, and per Fox News, Biden voices deep concerns with Putin on Russian aggression against Ukraine. Biden made clear that the U.S. and our allies would respond with strong economic and other measures in the event of military escalation, White House says, and Putin responded that if they uh, try to respond with economic sanctions, that that would essentially be economic warfare and that they would push back. So I can't give you the best geopolitical analysis of what is going on with Ukraine and Russia. All I know is that it sounds very similar to, for example, China and Hong Kong or China and Taiwan, where Taiwan and Hong Kong were a democracy. They were a territory at one point. So they were a part of Chinese and the CCP ruling. And then China went and took back over Taiwan and Hong Kong. And remember, when Joe Biden did have that call with China, he was very much a proponent of the China first policy, the one China policy. And he said that he doesn't care about Taiwan. And it's really funny because all of a sudden, now that it's Ukraine and Russia, Joe Biden cares about democracy. Now, Jack Posobiec pointed something out um, about Ukraine because... 
Ukraine, Joe Biden, why do those two things feel like they're connected? Well, from Jack Posobiec, Putin knows everything about Biden and Burisma. That's why he'll get Nord Stream 2 and anything else he wants. Well, all Biden does is issue statements. Yes, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, has ties to Ukraine. And we all saw, you know, like the 10% for the big guy. People were speculating that Joe Biden was getting uh, money from Ukraine and Hunter Biden was cutting deals with them. And now all of a sudden, Joe Biden very much one China policy doesn't care about democracy in Taiwan or Hong Kong. But when it comes to democracy in Ukraine, all of a sudden he's very pro-democracy and we really need to focus in on what Putin and Russia are doing with Ukraine. Again. That's the most analysis that I can give you geopolitically on that situation. I don't understand the history as much as I'd like to. I will be doing more in-depth research on it. But off of the the research that I have been able to gather today, that's kind of the, the biggest red flag that I've seen. Very interesting how Joe Biden seems to give a pass to China, and he only cares about democracy in some instances. And also remember that link to Biden and Ukraine and Hunter and all of that nonsense. So our adversaries, again, China and Russia continuing to grow in strength, Russia flexing its muscles. It's absolutely hilarious because Ted Cruz called this out and Eric Swalwell retweeted and was like, well, the reason that Russia is acting this way is because Trump gave them the green light for four years. And it's like, really? So why is it that Russia wasn't doing this under Donald Trump then? It's almost like we had a strong leader in America who was like, don't fuck with us. And if you think I'm cursing, I'm not. That was a direct quote from Donald Trump when Iran was threatening us. That is what he said. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, America under Donald Trump. And then you look at America under Joe Biden and, and China is like, we own you. You don't speak to us because you don't speak to us from a position of power. And then Russia's like, we are taking Ukraine now. OK, great, great. So, uh, yeah. America, an actual laughingstock. Remember how the media was screaming and crying and pulling their hair out because we were an international laughingstock and we were so weak under Donald Trump. And now Russia and China are literally running us over and Joe Biden has to be reminded to wake up in the morning and that he's still the president of the United States. And also his name is Joe Biden because he doesn't know what the hell is going on. Ah, man, what a time to be alive. Now, Supply chain issues, also another thing that Americans are dealing with. Per The Hill, Biden's proposal proposal sparked phase two of supply chain crisis. Yay! Our economic woes are not going away anytime soon, and President Biden seems to be doing his best to prolong them. New restrictions on travel to the United States, especially for the transit of cargo coupled with a newly emerged strain of COVID, okay, hell, whatever, may cause the frail economy to spiral into 2022. So this basically talks about how Biden continues to enact mandates and restrictions on truckers that are coming in from Canada and coming in, you know, even trying to cross state lines here in the U.S. We saw that 2.5 million truckers threatened to quit their jobs if Joe Biden mandated that they get the vaccine to be able to cross, uh, you know, through state lines and blah, blah, blah. So further proof of how Joe Biden is trying to destroy America. And even in the Hill, they had to admit that Biden promised to fight the the virus, but he's just destroying our frail economy. Congratulations, The Hill. That's exactly what he actually intended to do. So in reality, he's doing a great job of what he was put in office to do, which was destroy our entire country. A lot of people get mad at Joe Biden and they're like, oh, he's such a bad leader. Why is he doing this to us? He's supposed to be doing this. This is a part of a bigger plan to destroy our entire country. And 
again, controlled demolition, controlled chaos, one world government, take your pick of what you think this is. Either way, nobody can deny that he was put in there for a reason and he is very successful at what he is doing. Again, per The Hill, apparently Biden administration is releasing a new plan to combat human trafficking. Now, why am I bringing up this headline? Why is it newsworthy? Why is it important? Because apparently this new plan highlights undeserved individuals, families, and communities and is linked to broader efforts by President Biden to address inequities and marginalized groups. And uh, it has a new focus on gender and racial equity and workers' rights. Now, I read into this article and I was like, okay, human trafficking, where in the U.S. is human trafficking a big problem? The border. Is Joe Biden going to tackle the border issue and the fact that humans are consistently being trafficked down there? No. First freaking sentence. New focus on gender and racial equity. How in the actual hell does gender and race have to do with human trafficking? I don't know how Joe Biden's administration does this thing where they tie everything to gender and race. It's it's a an insane talent, the likes that I've never seen in my life. Like we could literally be talking about freaking vehicles. Okay. We could be talking about climate change and trees. Kamala Harris literally made trees a racial issue. This administration's ability to turn anything into a problem for women and weirdos who have 57 genders and Somebody who's lightly tinted is, it's truly an art. It really is at this point. But jokes aside, this administration is a joke. And if they really cared about human trafficking, they would target the border and they would actually clean up what's going on down there. But they won't because, again, that is another just that is another piece in the chess game of the destruction of America. All right, couple more stories. Long show today because a lot has happened. Because it isn't just the supply chain. It isn't just our foreign adversaries getting stronger. It isn't just Joe Biden being incompetent. It isn't just the economy over here suffering or people getting fired because of vaccine mandates. We also have huge crime surges going on across our nation. Now, in Minneapolis this past weekend, Rebecca Brandon on Twitter says, just witnessed a guy pull out an assault rifle in uptown McDonald's parking lot. He shot off one shot into the air next to my car. I believe he is now breaking into a parked vehicle in the lot right now, too. Don't have the best video, but I'll upload when I can. Sounds like a crazy story, right? Well, we actually have the video to show that from Andy No. And again, disturbing video recorded in Minneapolis. And this man is carrying a rifle. He's breaking into cars. He files the rifle off into the air and drives off with two stolen cars. Police never responded during the crime. And why is that? It's because there's no laws. There's no rules in these Democrat-run cities. And again, controlled chaos. That's really what this is. Um, from the LA Times as well, LAPD announces 14 arrests in connection with recent smash and grab robberies. And then if we read into that article, officials announced Thursday that they had arrested 14 suspects in connection with the crimes. LAPD headquarters said none of the 14 suspects remain in custody. Oh man, you hate to see it. Let's take a peek at DC. Carjacking in D.C. is now such a problem that local media has produced a helpful guide on avoiding it, including drive in the center lane to make it harder for potential carjackers to approach your car. And that comes from the 
ABC 7 News, just local correspondents in Washington trying to help people out. Hey, if you don't want to get carjacked, well, the police can't help you and neither can any of the laws in these states because nobody actually cares about them because there's no consequence or, you know, civil society here in the slightest. So just drive in the middle lane and hope for the best. Don't forget, too, that in San Francisco, people getting their cars broken into is just a normal thing. and car owners write on a paper please don't break my windows there is nothing in my glove compartment there is nothing in my car and they post that on their window so people do not break into their car and try to steal whatever they're trying to steal so yeah crime is surging economy's going to to shit supply chain issues people still being hit with the mandate Luckily, we've made better moves on that, but many in America still being uh, faced with the decision of whether or not to choose the jab or their job. We're being held hostage at this point. Like, what more can I say about this? What more can I say? I saw this headline as well from the New York Post. Americans in these states could receive extra stimulus checks of 2000 if they return to work, talking about Arizona and Kentucky and how Republican lawmakers over there, instead of using covid Stimulus money to keep people from working. They're trying to incentivize people to work by giving them these extra stimulus checks. But to me, all I see in reading this article is that we are already living in a form of soft core socialism where people have to be incentivized to go back to work. That in itself is ridiculous and it highlights the complete degradation of our entire society and how we may be very close to the point of no return. Maybe we're already there. Maybe we're past the point. The fact that I'm reading this headline, hey, guys, if you go back to work, we'll give you money. And this is what I've been reporting on for months at this point. We should all be very worried about the state of America. We should all be very worried about the state of the world because this is not an issue central to the United States. It's not an issue central to Canada, Italy, Austria, Australia, New Zealand. It's a worldwide effort to destroy everything. And it's absolutely baffling and crazy to see. And then you read World Health Organization or UN documents about Agenda 2030. And again, the controlled collapse and the Great Reset and how this has all been done by design. And it sounds conspiratorial. And then you, you watch the designed destruction of our country before our very eyes. And it's very sad to see. Now, we'll end the show on a lighter note because obviously that was a very heavy news going back to Kamala Harris, the most hated VP in history. And I'll never love a tweet more than I love the tweet that read, Kamala Harris has a lower approval rating than Dick Cheney did as vice president and he shot somebody in the face. That will forever be my favorite tweet because it's just funny. Like that's how unlikable Kamala Harris is. Now, everybody has been roasting one of her staffers because he says, hi, my name, is, my name is David Jens. I work for Vice President Harris on behalf of the American people as deputy, deputy director for operations and absolutely love my job. Just thought some of you should know. And then people are just looking at this photo and like, look at the dead pan look in this poor man's eyes. And the comments in this thread were absolutely hilarious. Uh, people were, were just basically saying like, Blink if you need help. <laughs> Somebody circled certain letters 
in this tweet to spell out I am a hostage. Other people said, look at that deadpan stare. Blink it again. Blink if you need help. This man, this man is just free our man David. He does not look happy. He does not look full of life. This is not the face of a man who enjoys his job. And one of my favorites is um a zoom out of this picture and it's Kamala Harris holding a gun to him, like post the tweet, David, post the tweet. Absolutely hilarious. But I had to end on a, a more positive note there because consistently talking about all of the bad news all of the time and how insane everything is getting is definitely difficult to do. And even though these camps and these mask restrictions and lockdowns are happening majority in other countries, it's still heartbreaking to see that in our world and in our society, we've gotten so far removed from reality that people are being targeted for breathing fresh air and living life as God intended for them too. So if anything, please remember, because we've all been living through a mass psychological brainwashing, psychological warfare for two years straight at this point, please remember that common sense and at the most basic level, God intended us to live free and breathe fresh air. And that is what is currently under attack right now. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Rapid Fire. My name is Savannah Hernandez. Please, again, remember, if you do like the show, go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. All of my content can't always live on YouTube, but I do post it on podcast, and it doesn't really get deleted over there. So go check out the podcast. Please remember that if for some reason you are not hearing from me on YouTube, I'll always post as to why I'm not posting. So if I don't, it means I got a suspension, but I will still continue to post the show on podcast or on my website, savsaysofficial.com or on locals, savsays.locals.com. My PayPal link is also down below if you guys would like to support me. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. I'll see you guys next time.